What's Gooch? It's your girl, Maze. We back. Another Friday, of course. A lot going on. The COVID vaccine from Johnson & Johnson was ripped off of the market. It's on hold. There's one lady who actually died. Rest in peace. I believe there's about two individuals who just had blood clots. One of the ladies had a blood clot in her brain, literally, in critical condition. So, yeah, I did a little research. And as you listen on, you'll hear the reports and see what other brands, because I did not know Johnson & Johnson had all of these other brands. And they just have so many things. Um, they're in the pharmaceutical department, also big. And you don't even know that you're taking, you know, patients from Johnson and Johnson and you are. So my point is we have to start, you know, um, researching a little bit more. We need to start reading labels a little bit more and just being aware, you know, because these are things that we are um, digesting. These are things that we're putting on our skin. These are, these are, you know, things that we're utilizing. So yeah, it's just really weird because, um, Johnson and Johnson has been given the vaccine since March, right? It's been on the market since March and this rare blood clot disease, you know, although it's not a lot of people reported yet, They've given 7.1 million doses of the vaccine. You know, they were administered throughout the U.S. since March. So, you know, that's a big thing. You know, um, I'm just appalled because they're still saying that it's safe. I, I don't like that word safe because if people are having issues like blood clots and someone actually died, I mean, I don't know how safe that is but um they're giving people the alternative to take Pfizer or Moderma and um we just gotta see we just have to see I would suggest that people just do their research I myself am waiting you know I am not a doctor nor do I have a license to practice medicine so consult your doctor this is not to cure or treat any illness. This is just what worked for me. You know, corona-free and healthy. Viruses cannot survive in acidity, you know. Viruses cannot survive if your immune system is high. Every morning, some hot water with lemon, lemon juice in it, lime juice in it, you know. Get some sun. You don't have to, you can still social distance yourself and get sun. Some vitamins. You know, natural herbs, move, move, exercise, you know, get that heart moving. I'm just saying that just to say this, do not run and get anything out of fear. You know, do your research, make sure you're comfortable with what you're doing. Because like, for instance, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine was only one shot. That's pretty strong as opposed to the other vaccines who give you two doses. You know, which kind of like gives your body a chance to figure out what's going on and act accordingly. So, yeah, I would just say do your research. Do your research, stay safe, 
and just listen. I have a lot of good information. I want you to just listen. Enjoy the music. Origins at Johnson and Johnson, founded by three brothers in 1886. To tell that story, we have to go back to the beginning, in 1861, at the start of the American Civil War. Crystal Lake, Pennsylvania. A family with 11 children and two sons already in the Union Army wanted to keep their third son safe and out of the conflict. So they sent 16-year-old Robert Wood Johnson to apprentice in the apothecary shop owned by relatives in upstate New York. Their decision changed the course of young Robert's life. His apprenticeship turned into a lifelong mission to improve healthcare. In 1873, Robert Wood Johnson, now 28 years old, formed a medical products business with a man named George Seabury. In 1876, the United States celebrated its 100th birthday with the Centennial Exhibition, a World's Fair in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Robert attended, representing Seabury and Johnson. While he was there, Robert heard a lecture given by the noted English surgeon Sir Joseph Lister. In the 1860s, operating rooms were not sterile and surgical survival rates were tragically low. Lister had taken Louis Pasteur's discovery that invisible germs cause infection and applied it for the first time to surgery. Lister's radical idea that surgery should be sterile inspired the now 31-year-old Robert Wood Johnson with a new business opportunity to manufacture the first mass-produced sterile surgical dressings and sterile sutures and save the lives of surgery patients. Robert Wood Johnson's business partner was reluctant to take a chance on the risky new innovation of making sterile surgical products. So in 1885, Robert and his young brothers James and Edward Meade left and made plans to start their own company. January of 1886 found James Wood Johnson on a train from New York to Philadelphia. When the train stopped in New Brunswick, he noticed a for-rent sign on a small four-story former wallpaper factory near the railroad tracks. Getting off the train to take a closer look, he rented it for Johnson & Johnson. The little startup began with just 14 employees. Founded on the revolutionary innovation of mass-producing sterile surgical dressings, sterile sutures, and of promoting antiseptic surgery as a way of saving lives. The new company in 1886 offered a very different business philosophy of the day, one of openness and transparency, of responding to needs in society, and a working partnership with the medical profession. We are all fortunate in that we are engaged in manufacturing products to be used throughout the world for the relief of pain and suffering. Robert Wood Johnson. The first products were medicinal plasters, which delivered medicine directly through the skin. Sterile surgical dressings and sterile sutures came next, followed by one consumer product, a tooth cream called Zahnweiss, meaning white teeth in German. Robert would walk through the town of New Brunswick, striking up conversations with the local business owners. 
On one such occasion, he entered the Opera House Pharmacy and took an immediate liking to the pharmacist, Fred B. Kilmer. Johnson and Kilmer shared an interest in Sir Joseph Lister's theories and a passion to improve health care. Eventually, Robert persuaded him to join Johnson & Johnson, where Kilmer became the scientific director from 1889 to 1934. Working closely with the Johnson brothers, Kilmer helped set Johnson & Johnson on the path it follows today. From the beginning, the Johnson brothers were astute in using information to grow the business. One thing's true, I don't even really deserve to know you, but I, I'm a witness that you did this and I'm brand new, so I, I'm ready. Tell the world what they need to know no. A slave to myself but you let me go. go I tried getting high but it left me low huh. You did what they could never do You cleaned up my soul and Gave me life I'm so brand new yeah. And that's all that matters I, I ain't love you first nah. but nah. You first love me yeah. Come on. In my heart I cursed you yeah. But you set me free oh. I gave you no reason to give me new seasons To give me new life, new breathing nah. But you hung there bleeding You died for my lies and my cheating My lust and my greed What is a man? That you mindful of them what? And what do I have To deserve this love and Trying to make the moments last Holding on to the past But like a hero in a dream Christ came and he rescued me Now I'ma tell the world Tell the world, tell them I'ma tell it everywhere I go Tell the world, tell them Yeah, I'ma build for Carry kindness, keep coming yeah. And your love is so unconditional I get butterflies in my stomach uh. I got the old me in a rear view Not a new me, got a clear view uh. I was so dead, I couldn't hear you Too deep to sin to come near you But you drew me in, uh. you clean me up yeah. So take me home, home. beat me up Before you do, just let me tell the truth And let these folks know that I done seen your love And it's everlasting, yeah. infinite It goes on and on, you can't measure it Can't quench your love, they can't separate us uh. From the love of God, there's no estimate My face looked the same, yeah. I framed and rearranged But I've changed, I promise I ain't the same Your love so deep, you suffered and took pain You died on the cross to give me a new name Jesus. Ain't nothing like I seen before, I got a beam of glory I was low down and dirty, but you clean me, Lord You adopted me, you keep rocking me I'ma tell the world, and ain't nobody stopping me Trying to make the moments
1888, Johnson & Johnson published Modern Methods of Antiseptic Wound Treatment, a how-to manual on sterile surgery with articles by the leading antiseptic surgeons of the day. As the need evolved to sterilize our mass-produced surgical products, Johnson & Johnson pioneered steam sterilization in 1891. The mass-produced sterile surgical products caused a revolution in surgery, changing it from a last resort to a mainstay in the treatment of injury and disease. Johnson & Johnson brought sterile surgery to the United States and across the world. Johnson & Johnson expanded rapidly, with success leading to new products, many as a result of consumer feedback. When Fred Kilmer heard that a doctor's patient was complaining of irritated skin after removing a medicated plaster, Kilmer sent the doctor a small container of talc to soothe the patient's skin. A container of talc was then included with some plasters made to alleviate any irritation. Consumers replied that not only did the powder soothe the irritation from the plasters, it also soothed their baby's diaper rash. So, in 1894, Johnson's baby powder was put on the market, giving birth to our baby products business. The tradition continued with a medical need facilitating the beginning of a successful product. In 1920, the wife of a Johnson & Johnson employee named Earl Dixon was clumsy in the kitchen, enduring minor cuts and scratches while cooking. Earl had the idea to create a ready-made bandage to aid in his wife's healing. Although they're a part of everyone's medicine cabinet today, Band-Aid brand adhesive bandages were originally such a new concept that nobody knew how to use them. First aid became a great need in the country, spurred on by the building of the Transcontinental Railroad in the late 1800s. While traveling through the Rocky Mountains by train, Robert Wood Johnson struck up a conversation with the railway surgeon. The surgeon said that railroad workers were often injured from accidents in remote areas and far away from medical help. Robert listened, and in response, Johnson & Johnson created the first first aid kits. These were followed in 1901 with the first first aid manuals, researched and written by Fred Kilmer. As the new year of 1910 began, Johnson & Johnson was almost 25 years old. The company continued to expand with growing product lines and a thriving export business. Therefore, the sudden passing of company founder Robert Wood Johnson that January, after a brief and unexpected illness, came as a shock. Fred Kilmer, in writing about his good friend, said, When once convinced that an article which he could manufacture would save life and prevent suffering, he caused it to be manufactured and placed before the medical profession, irrespective of any consideration of profit. James Wood Johnson took over as president. He and the management team his brother had put in place ensured that Johnson & Johnson continued with the same business philosophy of putting patients and consumers first. Following his father's death, Robert's teenage son, also named Robert Wood Johnson, joined the company full-time, beginning as a mill hand in the company's powerhouse. Robert shared his father's passion. 
He worked hard and learned quickly. Developing an easy rapport with the workers, they adopted him as one of their own. In 1911, the company was producing 90% of all the cotton, gauze, and bandages used throughout the world. A decade later, with the understanding of how important a global economy would be in healthcare, young Robert and his brother Seward took a year-long worldwide research trip to assess business conditions. Robert strongly believed that global decentralized expansion would help us grow into the future. He knew that locally managed operating companies were closer to their customers and markets and it served his motto, be as local as you can be.
full hundred radio. All hits. Robert moved into the leadership role at Johnson & Johnson when his uncle James retired in 1932. His leadership began during the depths of the Great Depression, when a sense of the world was greatly changed. Robert held fast to the fundamental business philosophy and governing values put in place by his father and uncles and steered the company successfully through this dark time. His outspoken philosophy and his leadership attracted the notice of President Roosevelt. During World War II, Johnson was made a Brigadier General and appointed by Roosevelt to lead the smaller War Plants Corporation in Washington, D.C. During the Industrial Era, Johnson was a lone voice talking about corporate social responsibility, and yet he would not be deterred. He continued to think, write, and speak openly about the social responsibilities of business. Out of the suffering of the past few years has been born a public knowledge and conviction that industry only has the right to succeed where it performs a real economic service and is a true social asset. It is to the interest of modern industry to realize that service to its customers comes first, service to its employees and management second, and service to its stockholders last. General Robert Wood Johnson. In 1943, Johnson published this set of principles as our credo. He declared that moving forward, our credo would be the guiding principles within the company's philosophy, putting patients and consumers employees and the community before our final responsibility to our stockholders. Our credo became the heart of the culture within Johnson & Johnson. It was in 1963 that Robert Wood Johnson stepped down as chairman and CEO. He had left an indelible mark. His successors have continued to increase our capacity to meet unmet needs in human health and care for the community, a legacy that goes back to the beginning of the company. During the Spanish-American War, the military asked Johnson & Johnson to develop and manufacture surgical dressings to treat wounded soldiers. When the need exceeded what the Army had contracted with us to produce, the management of Johnson & Johnson supplied additional dressings at no cost because they were needed to save lives. Two years later, when a devastating hurricane struck Galveston, Texas, Johnson & Johnson sent products and money to help the survivors. Within hours of the San Francisco earthquake in 1906, rail cars filled with Johnson & Johnson products were speeding to the West Coast, along with financial support. Our human response to these events marked the beginnings of our tradition of worldwide disaster relief and our global humanitarian efforts. Ladies and gentlemen, and gentlemen, 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 this is a Jazzy Fizzle production.
Several decades ago, the community of New Brunswick was suffering a decline. During this period, our company had to decide where to locate the new world headquarters being built. The decision made was based on our credo commitment, and Johnson & Johnson remained in New Brunswick, forming a public-private partnership to revitalize the city, which has since become a national model. Our heritage helping the community also includes our tradition of employee volunteers going back over 100 years, and it remains one of the traditions that unites our employees around the world. From our founding in 1886 to our broad base in human health care today, Johnson & Johnson continues to look for ways to save and improve lives. When we began, the great needs were for mass-produced sterile surgical products, first aid, and basic public and family health. As the decades passed, Johnson & Johnson grew and decentralized, expanding into new areas of health and technologies, identifying human needs and pioneering the development of products and businesses to meet them. 
Today, we continue to meet human health care needs in ways that the Johnson brothers and the first 14 employees who started our journey couldn't even begin to imagine. As we continue to build on their legacy, future generations at Johnson & Johnson will continue to care for the world in ways that we cannot even begin to imagine today. The world will continue to be healed, one person at a time. And the human element inherent in that makes all the difference. Back to life, back to reality, back to This is truly a classic brand right here. Johnson & Johnson, probably like many of the people 
I've always associated them with Johnson's baby powder, which has actually become quite a controversial product. Sales of it have been down for a while because thousands of lawsuits have been filed by women claiming that the use of it has led to ovarian cancer. Now the company says that it's completely safe, there doesn't seem to be any definitive answers about it yet, but due to all of these issues, in May of 2020, Johnson & Johnson announced that they will no longer be selling it in North America. Which is big, because they've been selling this stuff since 1894, though I highly doubt that this change will have any noticeable impact for them, because Johnson & Johnson is huge. If you're one of the people who mostly associates them with this baby powder, or maybe one or two other things, you are about to be surprised. Maybe the biggest reflection of their size and stability is the fact that they are one of the 30 companies that make up the Dow Jones Industrial Average. That right there is an exclusive list, and simply put, it means that their performance is thought to be reflective of the market in general. They have been on the stock market since 1944, and are currently valued at hundreds of billions of dollars. When ranked by revenue on the Fortune 500 list, they are number 35, just ahead of State Farm Insurance, Target, and IBM. And that ranking is not changed much over the past couple of decades. They've had a couple declining years, but generally increasing to the $82 billion that they're at today. Actually, before 2008, for 76 consecutive years, their revenue was higher than the year before it. More impressive financial information is that they've increased their dividend for the past 57 years. They can afford to do it because they're pretty much always profitable, typically earning well over $10 billion every year. Now, I'll bet that I've already convinced many of you that Johnson & Johnson is in fact bigger than you realized, but there's so much more to talk about. I don't want to overhype them too much, but I think we're safe to say that they are among the most innovative and just important companies to ever exist. They started back in the 1800s, quickly made a significant impact to the medical industry, and have since either invented or acquired multiple successful brands that we still know today. Before I talk about them any further, I need to go back to the days of President Lincoln and the American Civil War. See, back then, when it came to treating wounded soldiers, it was scary. Seriously, you did not want to get hurt in any way, because the state of medicine, I'll say it, was dangerous. Infections were the big concern because the medical community didn't really understand them, so it was common practice to just cut off someone's limb as an attempt to prevent an infection from spreading. But then, that's tricky too, because many times, the amputation procedure itself would lead to a life-threatening infection. There were scientists at the time conducting research and figuring out that germs were causing these infections, notably Louis Pasteur and Joseph Lister. Lister was a big advocate of sterile surgery, just making sure everything was clean and sterile before conducting surgery. His method was pretty much spraying absolutely everything with carbolic acid, which turns out wasn't the best answer, but it did reduce the infection rates. I know that this all seems so obvious to us, but at first, people generally didn't believe in it. His ideas were seen as new and radical, and the medical community was not convinced. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. Yeah. Uh, 
You know what the Midwest is? Young and restless, or restless. Might snatch your necklace. The next these might jack your Lexus. Somebody Teddy, who Kanye West is? I walk through the valley of the shower, death is. Top floor, the view alone will leave you breathless. Try to catch it, it's kinda hard getting choked by the Texas. Yeah, yeah, now check the method. They be asking us questions, harassing the rest of us. Saying we eat pieces of like you for breakfast, huh? Y'all eat pieces of What's the basis? We ain't going nowhere but got suits and cases. A trunk full of rental car from Avis. My mama used to say only Jesus could save us. Well, mama, I know I act a fool, but I'll be gone to November. I got packs to move. I hope. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now. And I don't think there's nothing I could do now to right my wrongs. I want to talk to God, but I'm afraid because we ain't spoken so long. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now. And I don't think there's nothing I can do now to right my wrongs. I want to talk to God, but I'm afraid because we ain't spoken so long. To the hustlers, killers, murderers, drug dealers, even the scrippers. To the victims of welfare, feel we living in hell here. Hell yeah. Now hear he, hear he, wanna see thee more clearly. I know he hear me when my feet get weary. Cause we're the almost nearly extinct. We rappers as role models, we rap, we don't think. I ain't here to argue about his facial features. But here to convert atheists into believers. I'm just trying to say the way school need teachers. The way Catholic needed Regis, that's the way I need Jesus. So here go my single doll, radio needs this. They said you can rap about anything except for Jesus. That means gun, sex, lies, videotape. But if I talk about God, my record won't get played, huh? Well, if this take away from my spins, which it probably take away from my ends, then I hope it take away from my sins and bring the day that I'm dreaming about. Next time I'm in the club, everybody's screaming out. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The only thing that I pray is... Getting back to Johnson & Johnson, despite the name, there are actually three Johnson brothers that are significant here. We have James Wood Johnson, Robert Wood Johnson, and Edward Mead Johnson. The famous logo that we all know was based on the signature of James Wood, a talented engineer, but Robert Wood was more at the center of things. See, James and Edward were actually involved in the war while Robert was still too young. Instead, at 16 years old, he first got involved in the industry of medicine when he became an apprentice at a relative's pharmacy in New York. About a decade later, he started his own company with a partner that produced these patches that you put on your skin and they would deliver medicine. It was more common back then. And it wasn't long before his two brothers joined the business, offering their respective talents, and they were all working together. In 1876, a few years after he started this business, Robert attended a life-changing lecture by none other than Joseph Lister. He was up there talking about what many people 
viewed as his wild, sterile surgery ideas, but Robert was convinced. Ten years later, when it was all just starting to become more and more accepted, he and his two brothers started Johnson & Johnson as the world's first company to mass-produce antiseptic surgical supplies. Honestly, I'm having a hard time with some of this because it is horrifying to think of what some of these doctors were doing before this. They were using cotton straight from the fields with dirt in it, and they would close wounds using threads from sewing kits. They would use a typical sea sponge and then reuse it on the next patient. Knowing what we know today, this, this craziness. Early on, Johnson & Johnson would pretty much produce the safe, antiseptic version of all of these supplies. As the medical community finally realized the need for these products, the company continued to grow because they were the first and only ones supplying them on a large scale. In 1888, they actually sold the first commercial first aid kit. It was targeted toward railroad workers who would be working out in the middle of nowhere, and in that same year, they published Modern Methods of Antiseptic Wound Treatment. It was basically a guide that soon became the standard as far as how to safely treat wounds and perform surgery. I can't even imagine how many lives were being saved as a result of their products, and you can see how they would logically grow from here, just introducing countless new products for various medical uses. Some notable ones would be that baby powder that I already mentioned, introduced in 1894, the same year as their maternity kit. Babies were commonly born at home back then, so they sold this kit that contained all the stuff you needed to safely get through it. Another massive one would be the Band-Aid. It was introduced in 1921 as a way for people to treat their own cuts. This guy, Earl Dixon, who worked for the company, invented an initial version of it for that very reason. I guess his wife would cut herself while cooking so often that it motivated him to invent something where she could take care of those cuts by herself. The company saw potential for it and released it as their new product, which, by the way, has since become one of the most well-known products of all time. Band-Aid is the Johnson & Johnson brand name, but even when we're buying a different brand, we still call it a Band-Aid.
was in 1958 when they made their first big push into the pharmaceutical industry when they bought McNeil Laboratories. They were the makers of Tylenol. It's an aspirin-free pain reliever that I'm sure we all know about, so for the past six decades or so, any Tylenol-branded product has been produced and sold by a division of Johnson & Johnson. It was actually only available with a prescription before their involvement, but within a year of them owning it, it was available over-the-counter. Jumping ahead a bit, in 1989, they started a joint venture with another drug company that resulted in the creation of Pepsid and Mylanta. Then in 2011, they bought the full ownership of that company. In 1991, they bought Clean and Clear. In 1994, they bought Neutrogena for over $900 million. In 1997, they bought Motrin in exchange for some of their other brands. In 1999, they bought the skincare business of S.C. Johnson for an undisclosed amount, which mainly consisted of the brand Aveeno. Still, in 1999, they introduced Splenda, the no-calorie sweetener that they sold in 2015. But all of this was leading up to a much bigger acquisition in 2006. That is when they paid almost $17 billion for the consumer health unit of Pfizer. That deal gave Johnson & Johnson control of the brands Benadryl, Sudafed, Bengay, Neosporin, Visine, and Listerine, among others. So I would say that is an impressive assortment of products. Just let me restate all of the ones that I've already mentioned because I think it's more impactful hearing them all together. Alright, here we go. We have Johnson's Baby Powder, Band-Aids, Tylenol, Pepsid, Mylanta, Clean and Clear, Neutrogena, Motrin, Aveeno, Splenda, Benadryl, Sudafed, Bengay, Neosporin, Visine, Listerine. There are so many others as well. They have over a hundred different products. There's Lubriderm, Rogaine, Nicorette, 
these are just the ones that I found to be the largest or the most recognizable. But here's the thing, that entire list, along with a hundred or so other brands, falls under their consumer sales division, which in 2019 accounted for only 14 billion of their 82 billion in sales. Meaning it all only represents about 17% of their business. It is their smallest segment. Their largest segment is pharmaceutical sales, representing over half of their revenue. They provide all of these drugs that I doubt you've ever encountered unless you've had the need to take one of them. They make them for all kinds of diseases and conditions, so just know that if your doctor prescribed you a medicine, there is a fair chance that it came from Johnson & Johnson. It's like a jungle outside, sometimes I wonder how I keep from going under. Uh, we scream black lives matter, but we still towing ladders. Watching our own brothers trying to get at us. Dreams get shattered when a scene full of the and they charge you with some shit you ain't do. You like what happened? We go get lawyers, say shit, we don't know how to talk. They taught us to hate each other before we learn how to walk. Mama taught you how to fight, fight, before she taught you how to write, write. And daddy locked down in the cell, can't kiss you night, night. Monsters under the bed, every night feel like a fright night. Coke fumes in the air, mama holding on that pipe tight. And you catch a contact, but never mind that. In the world where black is wrong and white, right? It's like a combat, we go to war for our freedom. They say we equal, I used to want to play like Randall and be an eagle. I used to play the quarterback, my dog would go receiver. That was to the ball, got flat by a dope needle on the pavement. It's amazing, this environment we was raised in. On them papers, one mistake and I'm getting caged in. You gotta feel me. Feel like the system trying to kill me. Got arrested and the charge was at one. For popping with the state. Still prevail through the hell. Can you believe it? We're still Taking a bunch of with the strap on my waist Pointing it at the camera like mama ain't teach me manners Trying to see more bills like I'm headed to Alabama, no way I can't judge them, I'm just trying to understand them Cause I used to pop perks, pour purple in my phantom Had me swerving in my phantom like I'm running from my dreams I was headed for the slam, I was playing all the seeds for them to bury me I had my whole family mad at me Fell deep in love with the game and it married me Judge said I give you a chance, just don't embarrass me Motivating these little like a chatty community service even though they knew we was working they did this to me on purpose cause i ain't moving too perfect i stay away from them clowns watch how i move through the circus cause they be weighing you down even some of them dudes in your service they will never rush the fan yeah still prevail through the yeah can you believe it we're still on Pledge allegiance to the flag When they killing all our sons, all our dads I come from a place where you kill your own brother You could brag Like he got bodies, but that's a fab No, that's a fact You screaming out at your corner, that's a trap Screaming out at your homie, that's a rap Catch a case with him, Betty crack The odds against you and they double stack Stay woke Bought my mom a new crib, that's some gangster shit Niece and nephews walking around wearing manks and shit Kept the hood motivated, this the thanks I get Tried job rooted kid on some wanks shit but that's impossible, cause I'm unstoppable. The label can't drop me, I'm too valuable. You thought I would lose, but I wanted that bother you. Still moving around in Philly just like the monsters do. When I talked to Emma Hove, they said I'm proud of you. Stood tall back when everyone doubted you. My replies, I did what I gotta do. 
And I need that verse for you, retire too. Jumping all the obstacles, I'm way too wavy. Said I would lose, but you way too crazy. Pick and choose, either fame or the money. Fame will make you crazy, and the money I make them bad. Say thank you, baby. You're welcome. The remaining segment is medical devices, representing almost a third of their revenue. This one consists of things like joint replacements, screws, plates, even contact lenses. In 1981, they acquired the company Frontier Contact Lenses, and by 1988, they introduced the popular brand AccuView. In fact, most of their bigger acquisitions over the years have involved these segments rather than the consumer products. In 1996, they paid $1.8 billion for a company that focused on treating cardiovascular diseases. Two years later, they bought this orthopedics company for $3.7 billion, which was their biggest acquisition to that point. In 2001, they bought a company that focused on drug delivery methods for $12.3 billion, which, again, was their largest acquisition to that point. In 2011, they did it a third time when they bought a maker of medical devices for $19.7 billion, again, their largest acquisition to that point. And then more recently, they bought a pharmaceutical company for about $30 billion. So, to summarize, and I guess my point to this whole video is that Johnson & Johnson is probably bigger and more significant than you may have realized. Going all the way back to the late 1800s, when surprisingly few people cared about sterilizing cuts and wounds, Johnson & Johnson was out there starting a business centered around that very thing. All of those years, and the ones following, were filled with acquisitions and internal inventions, such as the Band-Aid, that have led to this multi-billion dollar company that they are today.
all 50 states will be halting use of Johnson & Johnson's coronavirus vaccine. The FDA and the CDC recommended a pause Tuesday after six women developed blood clots. They reportedly saw symptoms within a week or two of getting the vaccine. The setback has raised questions about the nation's vaccine supply, but President Biden assured there are still enough doses for, quote, every single solitary American. So far, nearly 23 percent of the population is fully vaccinated, and more than 122 million people have received at least one dose. Tonight, pressing pause. Americans are being turned away from the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Some offered Pfizer or Moderna instead after the stunning announcement that six women developed a rare blood clot in the brain after getting the vaccine. One by one, every state followed the doctor's orders. The women affected also had low levels of blood platelets. Their symptoms began 6 to 13 days after they got the shot. One woman died, another is in critical condition. People who have received the J&J &J vaccine in the last three weeks should look out for symptoms like shortness of breath, abdominal pain, severe headaches, and leg pain. It could be a sign of a more serious problem. One shot and one shot only. More than 7 million Americans have received the J&J &J vaccine. About 10 million more doses are circulating throughout the country. Last month, J&J &J suffered another blow when 15 million vaccine doses were ruined after being contaminated at a Baltimore manufacturing plant. What are the chances that this vaccine is removed altogether? Oh, I think that's very, very unlikely. I mean, this is a very safe and effective vaccine. The chances that we'll remove this, I think, is extraordinarily low, and I don't think it would be warranted based on the data we have. And we're learning that one of those six women is from Virginia. She died after suffering a stroke-like syndrome less than two weeks after receiving that J&J &J vaccination. Meanwhile, Pfizer says it plans to ramp up production and can deliver more doses sooner than expected. Stop the games. Here's the facts.